team, uh, Road Warriors, this weekend, their second SEC game, their second trip to Columbia. Uh, went to Columbia, South Carolina a couple of weeks ago, took care of the Gamecocks, out to Columbia, Missouri this coming weekend to take on those Missouri Tigers, 937, now classics today. You read his work at our website, WGAURadio.com, and at AJC Dog Nation. You read it or you should. Mike Griffith, AJC Dog Nation, with us now. Mike, thanks for your time this morning. Oh, how are you? Everything seems to begin and end in talking about the Missouri Tigers with their quarterback, Drew Locke, a guy we, we fully expect to see playing on Sundays in the not-so-distant future. Coach Kirby Smart holding that kid in high regard. We saw him sling it around here in Athens last year. And this is a Bulldog team that is very young in the secondary, and people are starting to notice, a team that's not putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I mean, is this anything to be concerned about this weekend? Well, I don't know if I'd say not putting pressure on the quarterback as much as I'd say maybe not finishing the quarterback off with a sack. I mean, Georgia's getting back there. They're moving some pockets. Uh, but teams have really kind of schemed away from that against Georgia. You know, they're getting rid of the ball quickly. They're throwing short routes underneath. They're kind of taking what George gives them. And then Georgia's kind of cleaning up and, and making those open field tackles. So, uh, you know, Kirby. Kirby smart guy when it comes to defense. You know, you look and you see Georgia's tied for second in the nation in fused points allowed per game, and and I think they lead the nation in the shortest completions uh, in terms of yards per completion in the country. So there's a bit of a trade off there. Uh, the trip out to Columbia again. You folks will fly out on Friday, get there, and then we'll watch the Bulldogs play what will be a morning football game. I mean, locally it'll kick off at eleven o'clock in the morning, twelve o'clock back here in the Eastern Time Zone. And if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm probably not liking that. I mean, it, it's not the most, uh, shall we say, uh, off the chain environment for college football to begin with. You, you toss in an eleven o'clock kickoff. That sounds like a recipe for being flat. Well, you know, normally I would agree with you, but what happened with the game being moved up this past week in Athens, you know, Georgia's body clock, they're kind of ready for this. You know, you look at their first four games, they play a lot of day games and early games. And, you know, one thing about this particular Georgia team, and you're right, typically, you know, those noon games could be sleeper games for high-profile teams. But, you know, Georgia's so dialed in, and the way they look at it, they just get back to Athens you know, quicker on Saturday. But, you know, for those kids, they can actually have a Saturday night and maybe see their friends. So I, I don't think it's a problem for Georgia. I think Kirby likes it because this team is so well-conditioned and deep uh, that if it gets warmer in the afternoon, hotter and warmer, uh, Georgia's a team that is probably as well-conditioned as any in the country. He said after last week's game, they actually embrace hot weather games. So, you know, the early start might normally be an issue, but because Georgia – played a noon game this last week when the Middle Tennessee game was moved up uh, to a noon kickoff. Uh, the kids' body clocks are on there. It's a focused, mature team. They're not going to go in there unprepared. And, you know, when you play on the road uh, in SEC stadiums, you're right, Columbia not a great environment. But you put any of those stadiums under the light, and sometimes the fans can get a little bit more wound up and, and the kids can think it's a little more special. So, while it may not be as exciting for Georgia to play at noon or 11 o'clock Central Time, it's probably also not as exciting for Missouri. 
Again, Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. The coaches have to take them one at a time. The players do. We don't. We can look all the way ahead to next year, the 2019 schedule that rolled out yesterday. A couple of things that jump off the page at me. I mean, we knew Notre Dame was coming. Now we know when. We knew Texas A&M was coming. Now we know when. I'm a little surprised to see Vanderbilt right there at the top of the schedule, a conference game on the road to start the season. And you move South Carolina back to the middle of the season. We've gotten used to seeing them early in the season. Yeah, it's curious. You know, the biggest thing to me was the bye weeks. And, you know, everybody has two bye weeks next season. Uh, that's kind of a change. I think it's a good change. I think it, it allows the student-athletes to get a little bit more rested. But, you know, Georgia got kind of a bad draw on that deal. You know, there are five teams that have a bye week before they play Georgia. Now, Georgia gets a bye week before the games against Tennessee and Florida Conversely, Tennessee and Florida also have a bye week before they play Georgia, so no real advantage for Georgia in terms of when their bye weeks are against their opponents, but a disadvantage in that Auburn has a bye week before they play Georgia in November. I believe um, Missouri and South Carolina, the other teams that have a bye week, and you know I know a lot of people shrug, but you know that extra week of preparation and that extra week of getting over bumps and bruises can really help a team. And, you know, you see that effect in the NFL on the betting lines, and certainly that's not a good thing for Georgia that five teams have a bye week before they play Georgia. Oh, Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. Have fun in Columbia. Thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it.